Hi, morning. Welcome, everybody. This is Nikki with PPG. We're live streaming directly into the PPG BI British Isles members group. And Rebecca is in the background and she's going to live stream this or push it over to the other PPG members group as well. So I have Rosie Robinson here with me today. Hi, Rosie. Hello. Hello. <laughs> and I, I was stalking Rosie for a few days because I saw some really nice stuff that she put out. And I thought, our oh, members would really appreciate that. So I thought it would be great to get her on here and do some live streaming about, well, let's talk about anything. We can talk about website development. We can talk about lead generation. We can talk about SEO. We've got a, a whole plethora of topics we can cover. So Rosie, before we get going, just a couple of minutes, tell us about you, who you are, where you're located and what your business is. Okay, so I'm in the UK and I'm very lucky especially as we're in the middle of a heat wave, uh, to be located on the very, very south coast on the top of the cliffs. So I went for a swim in the sea this morning and I shall go for a swim in the sea when we're done as well. Good for you. Yeah. Um, so I'm sorry, where are you? What town are you in? So um, I'm just outside of Hastings. Okay, I know Hastings well. Yeah, yeah Hastings and Rye, kind of in yeah. the middle up on the cliffs there. So yeah. um, I'm down there. I was in London for many, many years. Mm -hmm. And that's where we originally had, my partner and I, we had our dog businesses. Right. Um, that's where we sort of got involved in the pet industry many years ago. Right. Um, and then, God, how to do the short version we had a professional dog walking company. We also set up another one where we would train up walkers and supply them with inquiries and things because I made the websites and they were super busy and we had loads of inquiries and it seemed right. a natural way to expand. Yeah. So all in all, we did this for about 15 years, I think. Mm -hmm. um, when we started, uh, dog walking was very much a part-time money yeah. in your pocket, cash on the under the table type yeah. thing. We yeah. were like, no, we're going to do this properly. We're going to do it as a business. We're going to have a website, la, la, la. Professionalize um, it. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. it was really good. That's what we did. We did exactly that. And we helped other people do it as well, which was really lovely. And the websites, um, were, as I say, they were really successful, bringing in um, lots of inquiries. And that's why we expanded. But then people started asking me to do websites for them as well. And I'm like, yeah, sure. That's no problem. I can help you out, friend. And that's kind of really um naturally turned into now my main business right um, which yeah. is called woof design, woof design. Where i make uh, websites for pay businesses websites video google business profile management mm -hmm. logos branding yeah everything to do with being found and being visible online so yeah, when we were up in London, we were doing that the dog business mainly full time. And when we yeah. moved down here, we transferred, and now the website design is full time. We still have our own pet business, Kelly and I. Um, we have a licensed home daycare business, but it's very very small because we don't want to do anything big anymore. Yeah, yeah. But it go goes along really well with yeah. the website design, and it's really great because it allows me to keep my hand in with everything as well. So yeah. yeah. Okay, lovely. All right. Well, you put a document out or you put a post out, if I remember rightly. And it was basically, um, I think it was to a landing page where you subscribed and you downloaded a PDF. Or did you put the PDF straight out publicly? I don't remember. Yeah, do you know what? We, so Ricky and I, this is the second PDF that we've done. Mm -hmm. And obviously, generally, the thing with PDFs is that you put them on your website and you gather people's emails. Um, but we kind of do that with our own two separate companies on our own two websites. And right. this, we just wanted to do something together and we just wanted to be super helpful. It's we a just tricky put it out. 
we just put it yeah. out. I'm just like, you want it? PM me for it. it are yeah, you, are you that's fine? right. That was right. You made a post that said, I've got this great PDF about lead generation if you want it. And I'm like, I want it. Yeah. So, um, and I wanted it because I wanted to see what the quality was like because I thought, oh, this might be something that the PPG membership would be interested in. And the quality yeah. was really nice. So well done. It was mm-hmm. great. Thank um, you. And I just, I, I just, one of the things I love about PPG is I love having the opportunity to highlight people that are doing really good stuff so that other people can network with them and benefit from it and get involved. So, yeah. yeah. So the PDF was about one of the, probably one of the most important topics and just a little bit of background. My background's business. Oh. So I was, I always been a business owner, business manager, leader, whatever you, however you want to label my, my previous role. So when I joined the pet industry, my business grew very successfully, very quickly, because I had a very strong background in marketing and business and finance. And I probably outgrew my ability as a dog trainer or pet care provider to service the customers because I probably wasn't that good. But I was able to accelerate getting referrals in. Yeah. But for a lot of people that join our industry, they come from a different background or they come up through college for dog training and behavior and they don't have all those resources and that knowledge. So they have to look at finding other people to support them in doing that. Because as we all know, it doesn't matter how good you are at what you do if nobody knows about you. Ultimately, you have to get yourself out there. You've got to do some marketing. And lead generation is an important component. So talk to me a little bit about what, what, if I say to you, Rosie, what is lead generation? How would you describe that? So lead generation to me is, I think it's quite a a broad catch-all, isn't it? So it kind of depends at where you are in your business journey, really, as to what you're going to do, doesn't it? And it's kind of like, it's a little bit like with SEO. SEO is not, it's not just one thing, it's many things. And I always talk about SEO as a pie, and there's different slices of that pie. So I guess lead generation to me is everything that you do. You can do things on your website, like offering webinars, downloads, uh, a little bit like our PDF that we did. Mm-hmm. Um, if it was going to be off your website, then it's your uh, citations, your directory listings, um, your Google, bit, it used to be called Google My Business, Google Business Profile, mm-hmm. um, posts and photos and things like that. So, I mean, lead generation, it sounds a bit, it's a bit, it, um, it's a bit taggy, isn't it? Sorry, it's the yeah. end of the day. Yeah, so my yeah. no, no, that's fine. Yeah. But, but it's what it basically is, is helping people find you, getting to know them, letting them see who you are, what you do, where you do it, mm-hmm. and then getting them to book with you. So it's, right. it's really about visibility and reach, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And obviously, like with everything in life, some things are free and some things are paid for. Um, things are a bit tough over here in the UK at the moment and obviously I'm in a lot of the pet groups so there are lots of posts around at the moment people are struggling for clients you know they're not booking out their classes where they may have fully booked them out before their one-to-one bookings are down and it's really difficult and you really feel for people when you are reading this post because quite a lot of the time I think they are they know they need to do things they're not quite sure what to do they're not they don't have a business or marketing background so they're kind of looking on google and reading what other people are doing in other groups and we just wanted to give out something that was super helpful and free right just 
try and give people that basic information because I think Ricky and I both feel at the moment we've got a lot of people coming to us who are spending a lot of money doing things that aren't working right this is where this all came from yeah it's like wow these people are spending x amount per Mm. month on google ads that aren't doing anything for them they're not getting them any inquiries for various reasons Mm. and 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 it's like ah what do we do to help you know Oh, I, no, honestly, I mean, I, I have a, a network of dogsmiths who are, who license the name off us. They have access to our website. We give them all the marketing supplies, the marketing, we help them with strategic marketing plans. They get all the hand, we have apps, all kinds of stuff. But even with our dogsmiths, we're very careful when we first launched them to sort of, well, first of all, if you've got time, use time, not money. And when you don't have time, then you can start investing money. But more importantly, don't spend money unless you can manage and measure what results it's generating for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I spoke to somebody a couple of months ago who was spending $1,000 a month doing some marketing with a marketing guru. And I just thought that I just can't imagine how you can possibly be getting the value from that. I just, yeah. I just can't. It's just, it's too much money to be spending on one marketing activity yeah. without being able to directly track results yes right yeah. and I think some people fall down that google hole don't they they think well I don't have time but I have a little bit of money I need referrals so I'm just going to throw it all at google and unless you are managing that and you know what you're doing you're not going to see the results I mean you just don't unless you know what you're doing yeah and there it- are so many other things you can do There are, there are a lot of free things that you can do. And the other thing as well is, and it's really tricky because I, I'm not angry with people when I'm like, why have they done that? It's, I'm more like, oh gosh. I wish I could have helped you. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, they haven't had the information that they really needed. Or somebody somewhere on Facebook who sponsored ad them and, and been very, you know salesy towards them and sold them something that really mm. isn't true and that's frustrating yeah. but that's across all industries isn't yeah. it yeah but I think I come I mean obviously I'm a website designer right so I come from the point of view that before you sp- I always get this around the wrong way before you spend the money on the marketing get your house in order and your house online is your website yeah and what frustrates me the most is that and I'm I'm not against people doing things for themselves far from it Mm -hmm. I I think people doing things when you're starting up absolutely fantastic I, I know everything has a budgetary you know thing to it but say you've got a sort of DIY website that's not built to convert it's not mobile responsive, you can't read the text, it hasn't got the copy written properly. So it's just not, it's, mm-hmm. it's it, you know, it's got all your it's details. Not, it's not a good sales tool. But it's yeah. not it's not built to convert. Websites, right. they're not just there to look pretty, they yeah. should be doing a job, right? Yeah. So if you have got a DIY website, which looks kind of cute and it says your services, but it's not really built to sell. And then you're spending all of your time mm-hmm. or all of your money on marketing. What What is all these marketing all this marketing do it drives the traffic back to our website right yeah which is not doing its job which is the point so I'm like oh my god there's all these people and they're just setting fire to their time and money yeah and I'm like 
it's so much time and effort. I know. I know. I know. So I know, I know. And, and you're putting in all yeah. that time and effort and money and you're driving it to this point and it's not working. Right. If you want this bit, if you get the house sorted first, I call it the beating heart of your business because mm-hmm. it should be. I've got this great graphic that Alison did for me. It's got all the things, the marketing things that point back to the website. Yeah. Once you've got that, once that's done properly and converting, then all of it, doing all of this, becomes like a bajillion times more worthwhile. More effective, right. Because yeah. it works and it converts. Yeah. And yeah. Let's, take, let, let, let's sort of go back through that chain because I think there's a, you made some really important points there. Um, everything we do in marketing, that there is no magic bullet, yeah? No. There's no magic bullet. If I do this and I do it once or I do it twice, I do it three times, my business is going to boom. And I think a lot of people, they worry about their income. They're too busy looking at what they're doing and not and not focusing on getting strategy right. Mm-hmm. And they and they think that there's maybe there's a magic bullet. If I put all my eggs in this basket, it's going to work for me. Every piece of marketing has its own functionality. So lead generation generates leads to your website, but your website's job then is to convert those leads into a customer. So you can have a brilliant website that is a great conversion machine with call to actions and special offers and enticement and good sales copy. But if your lead generation is not working, your website's going, well, hello, where, where are you, all you people? Or you can have great lead generation and they get really excited and they get to the website and go, what was all the ooh about? <laughs> yeah. So you've got to have both, haven't you? You've got to have both that are working and the website's got to come first. And in terms of doing things for yourself, yes, you can do some things for yourself. And some people do that because of affordability. But a website that costs you 400 bucks that you do yourself that doesn't work is a bloody expensive website if it's not working. It would be better to spend a couple of thousand dollars and have a website that generates some income for you because that then is not an expense. It's an investment and there's a difference. Yeah, it's a bit chicken in the egg, though, isn't yeah. it? It's, it's like it's really difficult because you know that people have that budget. Right. And you right. know that the website is an investment. And I think a lot of my marketing is like it is an investment, but you have to kind of look beyond that money that you're spending because it's going to bring that and much, much more like back 20 fold, 10 fold, you know, a bajillion fold back again, because yeah. once you've got that working and there and, and the leads are coming in, you kind of forget about that initial investment that you made, right? It, the two grand is neither here nor there because you're getting those solid inquiries that are converting time and time again into paying clients. And that's what it does for you. But it's very difficult when you're there and you're at the beginning Mm -hmm. to to go, oh my God, I'm investing this, you know? I I understand that that's really tricky. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Yeah, Yeah. Let's, let's talk for a minute about a couple of things that people can do to help them. I mean, first of all, um, I'm always interested to ask people, do you have a Google business listing or a Yahoo listing or a Blink? Because a lot of people don't, but they're really good places to start, aren't they? Yeah, totally. So Google business profile, I was just talking about somebody with this today. Google business profile is absolutely essential yeah. if you're a local service-based business. Yeah. It's, it, I've just written a post about it this morning. Yeah. It's absolutely essential insane it should be like before you even start going and you know writing your posts on social media every day you should be writing your posts on google business profile we so for our um our daycare business we don't do social media and we didn't really do it in london either yeah we 
have the website and we have Google business profile, we have our citations and that's it. We yeah. don't do any, any outreach at all other than the Google business profile. Mm -hmm. It's absolutely essential to get it optimized, set up correctly. And just today I've, yeah. I've got um, a client, Luke, I'm making his website yeah. and I'm, I'm trying to connect his Google business profile to the website because it's a really good ranking factor yeah. for Google. Yeah. And I'm like, Luke, you've got two Google business profiles. This is really bad. So yeah. it's really important to have it yeah. set up properly. Otherwise, right. again, it just yeah. doesn't work. Yeah. But it's free. This is the thing. It's yeah. absolutely yeah. free. But like everything, you if you want to do it yourself and DIY it and have a go, that's absolutely fine. See how much you can get out of it. Mm -hmm. And if not, then you go to a professional. We have a management service and, and, and we do it for you. So right. again, it depends what path you're on. But for anybody, whatever point on the path, whether you're doing free or paying someone to do it, yeah. absolutely essential. It's it's, it's really fantastic. interesting. It's, it's really interesting you say that because, and again, I can only sort of speak to my experience with our dogsmiths and other people that I've done consulting with over the years, which I don't do anymore. Hmm. But everybody wants to get a Facebook page up. But what they don't seem to understand is that that Facebook page is only effective once you have a following on it. You have yeah. to generate a following. And I would think it's easier to do that on a Google business listing than it is on Facebook because the audience is so much wider. Is that why you, you only use Google in terms of posting stuff rather well, than Facebook? Not, so they, they try to make it into a bit of a social network, but I wouldn't actually call it a social network, right. to be honest. I don't think it's in terms of building up your audience like Facebook it's way beyond that it's about so Google business profile no no yeah no yeah I'm sorry I think I think you misunderstood me uh, what I'm saying is that uh, a lot of people don't don't really spend time on their Google listing they put it up and then they leave it and they spend all oh. their time on, and they spend all their time on a Facebook page and they're there doing these great posts but they only have 10 people following them Yes. So gotcha. because, because yes. on Facebook, the first thing you've got to do is get a local community following you. Otherwise, it's not going to be a good sales tool, is it? No, exactly. Whereas Google Business Profile is literally responsible right. for direct calls and direct clicks on your listing and instant visibility if it's optimized cor correctly in those Google searches. I mean, it's right. like it's like a direct yeah. line straight into yeah. you're like dialing into google hello google here i am this is what i do these are the hours that i do it and this is the area that i do it thanks yeah. very much rosie brilliant i'll show you to people when they search for you yeah. it's it's amazing yeah. Yeah. and if we we we've got so many lovely little tips and tricks that if we want a bit of a boost because for some reason inquiries have gone down a bit yeah. we'll go and do a few bits and pieces wham bam 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 yeah. phone's ringing yeah. emails it's absolutely yeah. fantastic yeah. i think our phone is ringing how does that work, Rosie? Because I, I, I know over the years, um, a lot of what goes on in social media, it used to be sort of national, and now it's because SEO is becoming a lot more sort of local, homegrown, isn't it? So if you have a local business, like my business here in Florida, mm. I can do great things on Google to generate you know, interest in this area. But when you've got an international business, how do you use Google for that if you're not sort of looking at local traffic? So it's hugely different. Mm -hmm. So Google business profile is only for local businesses. Right. If you've got an online business, yeah. it goes against guidelines to have a profile. So for example, for Woof Design, mm -hmm. because I'm worldwide, I don't have one. Right. Um, I did have one as a test, but they took it yeah. down and I'm like, that's very interesting. Thank you yeah. very much. So yeah. 
Google Business Profile is definitely about local. When you're trying to do either nationwide or worldwide SEO, my goodness, what a different kettle of fish that is. So if you're going to do organic or work towards an organic SEO strategy for that, then I would definitely recommend you have a call with my partner, Ricky, at the Canine Copywriter, because she will do all your keyword research mm-hmm. and all, write all your copy. It becomes really hugely yeah. super important. Yeah. And then really for our, for our friends who are, are doing everything nationwide mm-hmm. or worldwide, that then, that's when your social media comes into play. Yeah. All your digital marketing, all your content marketing, your blogging, that's what you then focus on when you've got these these much larger reaches for the company. It's slower and it it can feel a bit like, oh my gosh, we're walking through mud here, but it does build up over time. I've got um, a couple of clients who are breed-specific dog trainers, so they help people all over Mm -hmm. the world or all over the UK, and it's taken a while, but we're starting to pick up now, and they're like, oh yeah, I've got a client from Sweden, I've got one from New Zealand, and that's thanks to the website, but also thanks to what they're doing on social media Mm -hmm. to increase that reach, so it does become... But also it's different social media, isn't it? Because it's not so much about going and hanging out in your local dog groups. And when somebody asks for a dog walker, sort of saying, oh, I'm around and things like that. It's yeah. much more about building up your um, your authority and your profile online so that you become the expert in one area. And that's why Dog Trainer Worldwide doesn't really work. But Border Collie Specialist, that works, right? Because then you've got an right. age- audience to reach it's a bit like me doing websites for pet businesses not websites for everybody everywhere Mm -hmm. when I'm niching down down does right it makes it easier to go and reach and connect with that that audience to then market to them you know that's a really good point because um I think sometimes especially on google profiles people tend to sort of sometimes they'll give the name of the profile their business name but that isn't necessarily what somebody's searching on, is it? Or they or they try to, I mean, I think it's always interesting when I ask pet owners, how did you find me? What did you search on? Because often mm. it's not what we think. It's not what we would search on, but we're professionals, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah. So I'll give you an example. My business name is The Dogsmith. And I would not expect a pet owner in this area to be going on Google and going Dogsmith. They're, unless they know me and they've seen my marketing and they're trying to find me, but they're just looking for a dog trainer. They're going to, they're going to search for dog trainer or yeah. puppy classes or mm. puppy manners or whatever. Yeah. And we've, and we've got to make sure that that sort of connects back to our profile and our website and everything else. We've got to well, be really everything. careful. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So this is whenever I get somebody to book in, um, that's the first thing we do. We establish what the keywords to your business are, or and the areas as well that's the foundation of your seo strategy right and it's amazing like so most of my guys that come to me most of my clients they are kind of like they've had the diy website they've been in business a while and they're ready to up level yeah but they've never actually thought about doing this or they've been with another i have quite a lot of clients have been with another website designer and then they've come to me mm-hmm. and that website designer hasn't even asked them about this like the the areas are nowhere on their website these areas and these service keywords are the most important things to work out. 
it's it's absolutely like the foundation of yeah so those then go on all of this the seo that you do on your website front end back end mm -hmm. everything mm -hmm. all over your social media your right. digital marketing and your google business profiles so but this is this is seo right this yeah. is your, yeah. this, this yeah. is the the start of your yeah. strategy and then obviously if you're working with ricky the copywriter she's going to weave that into your copy as well which is why having a copywriter is so valuable as well because well, once you've got the website let's... and the copy together yeah. it's like <sighs> let's talk about copywriters for a minute my yeah. husband my husband did a course a few years ago on copywriting oh, yeah. and copy editing because it's something that really fascinates him he's a good writer yeah and i think it's one of the things that a lot of people that completely overlook and don't understand the importance of and they'll pay thousands of dollars to have a really nice website put together that looks good but the copy isn't selling and ultimately the copy is what sells it's what elicits emotional responses it's what is it's what convinces people to take the next step um, and it's one of the issues I'm always careful about who I use for graphic designs, because a lot of graphic designers develop marketing pieces and they're really good graphic designers, but they're not marketeers. So it might look very nice, but ultimately, is it generating leads? Is it actually working? And that's where you need a really good copy editor, somebody who understands what headlines are, what attention grabbers are, what creates you know, conditioned emotional responses. So please, guys, if you're having a website done, you've got to work with somebody that understands the value of putting really good copy with really good aesthetics and then functionality as well. And if you've just got two of those three things, it's not going to work properly for you. Yeah, it's ideally you want all three. And I have yeah. to say, since Ricky and I, we've been a little bit stricter about our projects and about saying, hey, look, if, you know, both of us will say, if I'm going to do this for you, then you know, you really need to work with Rosie or you really need yeah. to work with Ricky yeah. at the same time because together we can really get the results for you, you know, yeah. end of. And, yeah. and we're starting to really get the stats come through now, um, which is lovely because it's it's brilliant having statistics yeah. isn't it, to show people. Absolutely. To really, truly show you that it's it's yeah. working and, and doing its job and everything. So, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So if, if you were, if somebody came to you today and said, okay, I've got a website, it's kind of sort of okay. It's not, what, how would you be looking at that website? What would you be looking at to determine how bad or how good it already is? Would you oh. be looking at code behind the scenes or would you initially look at aesthetics, titling, ease of navigation? Where would you start? Um, I think I would look in equal amounts at the design. Right. Oh, hang on. Yeah, equal amounts, design, images, and using my little whizzy SEO tool that I can to go and check what people are doing right. there. Because yeah. I think uh, the website, having a beautiful website is lovely, but as we've already established, mm -hmm completely useless without any SEO on it. I mean, you might yeah. as well just not build it. Don't bother yeah. if, you know, and yeah. this is, this has always been a bugbear of mine right from mm -hmm. the off that if you're going to have a website, you need decent SEO on it. Yeah. So if you're, you must always ask your website designer, is SEO included? If it's not, that's fine. You're going to go and need to hire an SEO person right. as well. Yeah. Me personally, I'm like, well, it's useless having one and not the other. So I'm just going to do it for everybody right, right. from the job done right. with. Yeah. And, then and, and especially now, because especially if you're looking at WordPress, there's so many good plugins now. I mean, you can pretty much get a plugin for anything, can't you? You can do. But I again, I was chatting to somebody about this the other day because they were saying, oh, what software do you use? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, it's not really about the software, though. The software is a yeah. teeny tiny part of it. Yeah. You're baking when you're building a website, you should be baking in that SEO when mm -hmm. you're building it. 
Yeah. Like it's the alt tags, it's the H1, it's having all your page structure, the URLs, the permalinks, the 301 redirects. Yeah. I don't like to yeah. go techie jargon on people because it's not helpful, which is why I never have a list of, you know, what's in my website. I've done yeah. all this stuff for you. You yeah. don't need to know. All you need yeah. to know is it's been done properly, you know? Yeah. I'm and not going to And it's going to work. And here's the stats to show you it's going to work or it, it is working. Exactly. The idea yeah. with me is that you don't have to know about that stuff because. I know about it and yeah. that's what you're hiring me for. Yeah. But yeah, SEO is, it should be, it should be baked in from the start. This is why I do, a lot of people come to me and they're like, oh, can you do SEO on my website? I made it or my friend, my friend made it. And I'm like, no, I don't want Well, because it would literally be a complete rewrite, wouldn't it? It's, it's yeah. more time consuming doing yeah. that than me just making you one. Honestly, yeah. it's, it's crazy. So yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. It, um, do you have that PDF on hand? What, what, what yeah. were the... So from that PDF, obviously you felt these are the really important points because these are the points that were in the PDF. What yes. are the top two or three things that you think people should be doing that's available in that PDF? So uh, for me, the first one that we've got on here is Google Business Profile. We've talked right. a lot about that. And I think yeah. that is huge. I literally yeah. can't say it enough times. It's huge, it's huge, it's huge. Yeah. Uh, and, and from that Google profile, what you're saying is, is that if you're going to have one, you've got to, you've got to put pictures on, you've got to put opening times, you've got to put a description, you've got to put a little bit about your services, you've got to fill it out properly. You do. And you should be using it every single day. You, yeah. it, there's a lot, go and do some research on it and all the things that you can do on it. it sh you should be using, it's not set it and forget it. Right. It should be used, you know, every, yeah. Every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, say, you know? Right, right. There are there are loads and loads of tips and mm. tricks and things that you can do. They're secret sauce. I save them for my clients because they yeah. have to. Yeah, have yeah, to yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. But there's a lot that you can just do. Right. Loads of information online. Go and find out about it. It's really, really yeah. fantastic. I have many times thought about doing a course for it, but um, Google loves to change yeah. it all the time. And by the time I wrote a course, it would be out of date. So. Yeah. Every, every so often, I just do a quick update video for my clients. Um, yeah. I have something called Woof Club, where I look after my clients' websites and do changes for them and send them bits and pieces every so often. And every so often, I'll do a video of it just to yeah. keep them up to date. Yeah. Why do you think Google does that? I mean, you know, I used to build my own websites 10 years ago. Not anymore. I pay people to do them for me. But <laughs> I, I remember I used to read that. You've got to have 100 incoming links. You've got to, uh, And then suddenly in, inbound links are no longer important or having reciprocal links no longer important. Now you've got to do this. And then you listen to people that say, oh, to get SEO, you've got to do this one thing. But it's not. It's a collection of multiple things that all have to work together, isn't it? Yeah, it's not definitely. just about having 100 outgoing links or incoming links or referrals <laughs> or... Yeah, yeah, it's it's lots it's lots of different things, and I always say to people, like I've written this uh, blog post mini series. It's six blog posts, really going through the basics of SEO, right. and then finishing with some basic stuff that you can do. Yeah. But it's very much with the caveat: if something doesn't make sense to you and you can't do it, it's fine. Just leave it and go and find something that you can do. There's so right. many things that you can do. Go and tick some smaller bits off the list to help push yeah. your website up you know some yeah. of the stuff it might not be doable you might find it too confusing no problem go and yeah. go and do some other bits instead yeah. and of course it depends what platform you're on as well you're not going to be able to do everything with all of the platforms so that's another thing as do you well think it, do you think it'd be worth doing a webinar for ppg just how to set how to do a basic setup of a google listing um, it might be a good lead generator to bring in business for you but it, and it also might give people just a few bits and pieces to get started 
Yeah, I guess so. It might be. We could do a sort of um, basic tips and, yeah. tips and hints, couldn't we? Yeah, because yeah, I, yeah. I think I think a lot of people either don't have them or literally just open, as you say, they just do it and then think, well, now it's there, it's there. Hmm. Um, and don't have the sort of content or information there that's really helping them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. As I say, it's difficult because the... Um, the information goes out of depth yeah. really quickly. Yeah. And it's diff- it also looks different on people. They've See, they've only just changed it recently. We used to have an app that we could use, which was really cool. And now they've scrapped the app and no one's allowed to use the app anymore. And you have to go and access it through your website browser instead. Mm-hmm. So whether you're on a desktop or- When you say we, are you talking about general public or are you talking yeah, about developers? Yeah, all yeah. of us. Yeah, yeah. all of us. Yeah. Yeah, so so the way that it's accessed is now different right. again. Um, right. They've changed verification recently quite a lot as well. Right. So um, you used to always have to have a postcard, but now some people are being offered a phone call instead, but others aren't. And it depends yeah. whether in the you're in the U- yeah. UK or US, they have yeah. different features slightly as well. Yeah. Um, we're actually a local guide, which means we can get things approved that other people can't as well. Right, right. So, yeah, there's there's lots yeah. of stuff, but we could definitely do a yeah. sort of, you know, five things that you yeah. can do on it on a weekly basis to try and try um, to try and help. Yeah. I think I've written a, a very old blog post. I'll have to go and see. Well, and, and actually, that let's talk about that word blog for a minute because mm. I always found, um, and I, you know, I've experimented over the years. I've had separate blogs. Mm. Let's say I had a, a website that was built on a different platform than WordPress, but back in the day, WordPress was the blogging site. Yeah. But you're actually sending people to a blog site when you should be, then the blog should be sending them to the website. So now all our websites and PPG websites being redone as we speak um, will be done on, on a WordPress platform and then built, built up because blogs can be really good for bringing in incoming traffic, can't they? And they, and, and they don't have to be, you don't have to be a PhD to write a blog. I mean, you can literally just put out a couple of paragraphs of tips or hints or that you can then put out all over the place. Yeah, totally. Like see those Facebook posts that you're sitting down and lovingly crafting and they're really, really long and they're full of amazing information. They should Guess be on what? a blog. That's a blog. <laughs> yeah. On Facebook, you're yeah. putting it up, you're getting a, you know, some likes and a bit of comments and then they're disappearing into the ether. Yeah. So yeah. what do you do? Grab that information, go and put it in a blog draft, even yeah. if you can't upload it there and then because you've got to go and feed the dogs or do whatever you need yeah. to do, but save it in a blog draft. Go and add to it, put some images in, maybe link to some bits and pieces. You've got a blog post, right? And then and then oh. every every two or three months, you can then put it out on social media for different yeah. people to see. Yeah, and it's in your archive, yeah. Yeah, it's all of that lovely, I'm, I'm guilty of this myself as well. Yeah. All of that amazing information that we yeah. we spend hours writing out and making sure it's it's correct and it's how we feel and, you know, it's true to our values and everything. We put it out on Facebook and it just disappears and it's like... Yeah. it's it's funny because I'm known I don't like and I'm the same with emails if it's more than a paragraph I send somebody an audio file because I'm a much better communicator or audio than written Mm. if I go to write something on Facebook and it's more than a paragraph I'm like you know what I need to go write this properly put it out as a blog and then just hit the top sentence in the headline and link it to my Facebook because first of all if I see people with those long posts I don't read them I mean honestly social media for me is something that you just sort of scroll through. It's not where you stop and spend 10 minutes reading a post. That's just not mm-hmm. how I use social media. And it's the same with emails. Because the one thing that I've learned, and I don't know if you found this as well, Rosie, is people don't want to read anymore. 
They just, oh God, they, no. they don't, I mean, it's like on a website. If you've got to keep scrolling down a website, you've got too much stuff on there. A lot of yeah. people, it's like a newspaper. They don't want to go behind the fold, below the fold. They want to grab it, click and move on. Is that accurate? Do you find that in, 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 what, in the work you do? Yeah, I think so. And this is why we have to be really careful on the website as well. Like I'm still seeing far too many websites with walls of text, okay? Yeah. No, then it's yeah. never going to be read. So what we need to do is split it up into chunks, mm -hmm. mix some images in with it, put it in. We have This is what website designing is, right? Yeah. It's designing it to make it easy to consume yeah. and digest yeah. and also make that user journey through the website really easy. Right. Because people are always looking for an end point. They're always looking for information, aren't they? Mm -hmm. So the other thing that we can do with that text is the use of headers and subheaders, yeah. bolding certain bits, underlining things, so that when people are skim reading, they can grab what they need yeah. going through yeah. the page like Which that, is, rather than going right. through like that. Mm. And, and I would challenge, I don't think, I think even the people that do tend to read through these long things, I mean, I speed read, like you say, you, 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 you all, and you're being alerted because of the way our brains work to the key words that, that connect with you, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah? I mean, so often we read the, the, read the heading. Oh, I'll read more. Subheading. Oh, I'm definitely going to read more. Ah, there's what I'm looking for. But when you keep going, you think, oh, God, I haven't got time for this. And then yeah. you move on to the next thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's about finding fun and different ways to do things. Right. So for example, on the about page on my own Woof Design website, um, my about information, the first, I've got the formal version underneath in a paragraph, yeah. but I've done um, a timeline of myself in hair, because I've had many, many different hairstyles over right. the years. And so I've got picture and a bit of information, picture, and it rolls yeah. down the screen. So people learn about me. They get yeah. to know me. They get to know the important things, which might have been written out. I went and did this. Then I did this. And this was really great. And this really, but yeah. they don't, they get, they get it all from my timeline in hair. Yeah. So it's it about, fun. Yeah. yeah, it's fun. It's very yeah. me. It's yeah. how do we present this information? And, and it's also part of your brand. So people are getting a, a sort of intangible about who you are and what you are and what's important to you and how you operate. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. It's a it's about connecting with people, isn't it? Right. Which, um, which is absolutely what it's all about. So that's what sales is about. It's about connecting yeah. your business with someone who wants to buy your product. And that's what good design does as well. Design right. It enables that connection yeah. and I think um who was it Becky said to me we've just launched Becky a couple of weeks ago and she was like you're so good I can't believe you've it's like you've reached into me mm. and you've taken the essence of me and you've put it on there on the, as the mm. page she said and I can't believe the website it's literally like me yeah and I, that to me was a huge compliment and then absolutely Lindsay's we launched last week and she put it on her own personal profile and all her friends were commenting and she sent me a little screenshot where one of her friends had said oh my god Lindsay this is beautiful and it's it's just you it's yeah. so you and, and that's like, what it should be absolutely yeah, yeah. job done job yeah. done but it's it's also a skill with people that do copy editing as well I mean I've had several oh, people yeah. copy edit my work over the years and you know those people that can copy edit something to make sure it's grammatically accurate has a good reading ease but doesn't remove your voice from it yeah. yeah and I've had other people that have copy edit stuff and my husband looks at it and goes well it it sounds okay but it's not you yeah you yeah. You, you wouldn't say something like that you know that's not your tone yeah. and I think and it is because it's about 
connecting people, isn't it? It's about yeah. somebody feeling that they connect with you and they understand you and they want to work with you. Yeah. Whether you're a dog trainer, whether you're a web developer, whatever you're doing. Yeah, totally. It's it's yeah. a skill and it's it's difficult, isn't it? Because we're all running these small businesses and we kind of put all the hats on and we're a website designer. And at the beginning, we, we have to do everything. Yeah. But really, yeah. you know, ideally, when you've got to that point, you want to go to the professionals to get it done. Like, yeah. I can't groom a poodle. I can't train your reactive dog. Mm-hmm. I don't do those things for myself. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, if I'm, absolutely. So I go to the professional. Yeah. And so, yeah. yeah, that's that's what we're here for because yeah. we've studied it. We've learned it. We do it day by day. We keep yeah. up with our CPD, just like all you guys do, you know? Yeah. Oh, um, and, you ha- and, you, and because it's your profession, you have the time to do that, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, I mean, I remember a few years ago, or not even a few years ago, a couple of years ago, um, Tracy Lee Davis, who's one of our members at PPG, she does a lot of social media marketing training. Mm-hmm. And um, we were hosting webinars for her at PPG. And I thought, you know what? Social media is one of those things that everybody thinks they do a really good job of. Yeah. But do they really? <laughs> Are you getting the results? So I called Tracy and said, I want to schedule two or three hours with you. I want you to take me through social media, Facebook. How do you set up a page? How do you maximize it? What are you posting on it? How often? And I and I use social media a lot. And I thought I knew a fair amount. I probably know a little bit more than your average person because I spend a lot of time on there from a business perspective. Yeah. And I left that first one hour going, shit, we've been doing it all wrong. <laughs> yeah. yeah, of course. Yeah. So I then did another hour with it. And then I got all our team in and said, okay, you all anyone that's posting social, anyone doing social media for PPG, you've got to be part of this training. We've got to be doing this consistently. Everyone's got to know what they're doing. And it was, and it wasn't anything that was like mind boggling it's just the little finessey things and if you don't get right the wheels don't turn properly yeah yeah it's the smallest thing isn't it it's it's often the smallest thing but it's like um you know it's it's like the the you you try and fix your leaking tap and you try and you try and you nearly get but you don't know what you're doing you don't know which bit to 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 hit the hammer yeah and then the hammer comes around and because they know yeah. they've learned they've studied yeah. they, it's what they do they go wallop and it's fixed you know yeah. it's it's yeah. just knowing isn't it yeah. and the thing is we can't all expect to know about everything it's just not it's yeah. just not possible we just can't we can't yeah. right and you know facebook puts a load of resources out there i mean you know if you go to your settings it will say for developers and every now and again i go oh, i'm going to read this i'll be able to figure this out and you get five minutes into it and you go no i've got to go do a blog or i've got to go see a client or so it's not when 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 we say to professionals go and find somebody to do that for you it's not because we don't think you're capable it's because we recognize it's just not what you do and you do not have time for it and even if you are doing it yeah my business partner louise is a really nice writer and we've we're actually just about to launch a really nice book that louise has spent ages working on we're really excited about it and and i said to the day i said lou i said how much time do you actually spend copy editing your own work? And she goes a lot. And I said, well, don't you think we should be outsourcing that? And she said to me, but I don't want someone removing my voice. And I said, we can, I said, we have people, we know people that can do that, that won't remove your voice. Because if you spend 10 hours copy editing that book, you could probably have generated more income from applying that 10 hours to building a new course or a new program than it's going to cost us to go and find someone to do it. It doesn't make economical sense to do that. 
Yeah. And I think sometimes as professionals, we need to sit back and say, okay, where do I spend my time? Mm-hmm. Um, is my time being spent on revenue generating activities or am I spending too much of my time building websites, doing social media, putting out email campaigns when maybe it would be a good financial decision to actually pay somebody else to do that for you? Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. And it, I think that point usually comes quite naturally and organically yeah. to people like they reach that tipping point. Yeah. Lindsay came to me, she literally rang me and she went, I've been looking at you for ages, but I'm ready. She said, I sat up till 11 o'clock last night trying to line up paw prints on my DIY website and they're still not straight. And this is ridiculous. It's a ridiculous use of my time. And I'm like, hand it all over. Yeah. Now let's Let's drill down onto that because I think you made a really important point there. Should I've been watching you and now it's the time. Mm. And I and that's a really interesting um, part of that client buying cycle, yeah? So when we talk about educational marketing, and this is, a, this is one of the reasons why Rosie puts out her PDFs, because if you're following Rosie and watching Rosie, you're going, well, that's pretty cool. Oh, yeah, that's nice. Oh, I like that. Or give me some of that. But what that's actually doing is educating you that Rosie is credible and she is professional and she knows what she's doing and she's actually chipping away at you. So eventually one day you go, God damn it. I got to call Rosie. I got to get her on my website. And it's the same with our dog training clients. You can't put out one Facebook post class open tomorrow. Join me and expect loads of people to start enrolling for your class because 67% 67% and I only know this because I did a webinar on this a few years ago and I look at consumer buying behavior about 70% of your prospect clients are not actually ready to purchase today but they may be next month or the month after there's only about 7% that are actually going to push that button today so when you're marketing on social media or through any of your marketing outlets you are moving that 67% along that buying cycle so when they do go oh Rosie I'm ready I need a designer or I need a dog trainer, you're the person they're calling because you've been finessing them and dating them, yeah? And taking them out for cups of coffee, metaphorically. And then when they do go, you know what? Now's the time you are, it's no decision needs to get made. This is the person I'm going to do my website or I'm going to have for a dog trainer. And I think all too often, we think that a couple of posts are just gonna generate a whole bunch of signups and that isn't the way it works. No, it's about, that consistency, I think. And it's about being in front of somebody at that window of opportunity. Because till now you're sort of, you're sort of doing this, but at one point you're gonna cross and it's gonna be the right time when they're ready to buy and you're gonna be in front of them. And what's really, really good for this, and I don't do a lot of it myself because I'm super banged out and I probably should do more of it, but hey ho, is email marketing. It's mm-hmm. absolutely brilliant for just, just staying in touch with people. Yeah. You're just saying hi. Yeah. You're not, you don't have to overly sell with it. Cause I know a lot of us don't like selling. Sales mm-hmm. is a bit icky. It feels a bit horrible. Yeah. It's another advantage of having a professional website. Once you've got one of them, it does all the selling for you. So they just ring you up and they want you. Yeah. But yeah. email marketing is really good for that as well. You don't want to be banging out email marketing newsletters that sell 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 because it's it's not very nice and it's not going to convert yeah. it actually works really well with that whole just hey I'm keeping in touch yeah I'm or just or giving or giving them information like yeah do you want a freebie 
Yeah, I mean, I, I put an email out every month on my jobs with people and it's like, oh, here's a great tip for teaching recall. Oh, click here, grab the ebook. Yeah. Or, and if you want the extended version of the ebook, click here, you can buy it for $12. You know, so you're providing information, you're, you're, you're concreting the fact that you're an expert, you're professional, you're credible. So when they are ready, hmm. you're the natural, this. you are the go to yeah. natural yeah. choice. Yeah, for you are the. Absolutely. That, that dog yeah. trainer or that yeah. website designer or that copywriter. Yeah. Yeah. And it takes it, and it's, we're sort of done a full circle here because even with email lists, it goes back to lead generation, doesn't it? Because you've got to get people on your email list. So how do you do yeah. that? You've got yeah. to generate something that incentivizes somebody to sign up for your newsletter. And a lot of people do that through things like those that lead generation PDF. Yeah, absolutely. Free PDF for you. Go here, fill out your details, download it. Yeah. And coming back again, full circle to the professional website, quite often, if you're sort of DIYing it, you have a, oh, Lindsay's website was a monster. She had a click through to another page and more information. And then you had to click through to something. And then you got through to the landing page where you could then put your email address in. So I think there were three different clicks to be able to actually put your email address in. Now it's just on our homepage with a lovely image and a lovely box. And it just, that's it. It's right there on yeah. the front. I'm not yeah. a big lover of pop-ups unless you're e-commerce. I'll right. say. But embedded straight yeah. into the page like that. Lovely. It's literally there after all the information. If you want this freebie, here you go. And it's yeah. nice and easy. You don't have to click three times yeah. to find it, it. Yeah, you shouldn't You shouldn't be giving something for free and then having customers have to go fight for it. Oh, I yeah. know. Oh, my God. Yeah. Lindsay, Lindsay won't mind me saying her original website. It was a complete yeah. monster. We've yeah. really, you know. Yeah. I mean, here's, here's a golden example, and I'm actually tracking the data on this. I don't know if it's the same in the UK, but in the last month, Amazon, that used to be the model of one-click shopping, yeah. the company that has all my money, I mean, if, they, if I got a share every time I spent a dollar, I'd be richer than Jeff Bezos. Seriously. <laughs> I, do, I buy everything from Amazon. I buy food, I buy everything from everything. Um, Prime video, blah, blah, blah. Suddenly, from their apps, from their Kindle app and from their Prime app, you can no longer buy books on their Kindle app, nor can you buy Prime videos through their Prime app. You have to actually log in and go to your Amazon account. The oh, reason, right, and Kelly Snyder, one of my friends and colleagues on Facebook commented a few weeks ago, and I said, yeah, I noticed the same thing, how bizarre. So I went and did some research, and the reason they're doing it is because Google, through the Google Play Store, is insisting that all these apps and all the transactions go through their pay system. And Amazon's um, gone, no, 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 we're not doing that because it's yeah. too much money, they're losing too much money, right? So suddenly they've gone from being a company where at one o'clock in the morning when I can't sleep, I just go buy, buy, buy my Prime videos or my shopping. Now I have to stop and go log into my Amazon account, buy them and then send them to the apps. Yeah. Well, I've only been tracking this for three weeks. My spending with Amazon is down 60% month, month, month to date, month on month. Oh, right. And that's one month. Now I'm going to track it for a few months because I'm not going to just look at one month. But the point being, the minute you make it difficult for somebody to spend their money, the minute you give them a reason to step back and go, do I really need to buy this? You are losing revenue. Yeah. And you know what? That leads us beautifully to one of our points on our PDF as well. Right. So a lot of things, a lot that Ricky and I are working on at the moment when we're working on these projects together, people who have got existing websites and they're coming to us for a new website with copy and everything, there's too much on there. 
there's too much information, it's confusing, your navigation bar isn't clear, you can't find anything, and you just end up going, okay, I'm going to leave now. Lindsay, right. case in point, it was just an absolute yeah. monster. Yeah. And I think this is, this is why it's really, it's such a fine line between too little and too much. Yeah. But yeah. if you're one of the people that have got too much, too many services, too many this, too many things on a page, too many click-throughs, yeah. you are going to be losing clients. Right. There's no doubt about it. You've got to make things clean and clear. The journey through the website, really, really super easy. You've got to make it yeah. easy for people to contact you, easy for them to understand exactly what's going on. I don't mind if you put your prices on or off the website. That's that's you know that's a whole nother discussion. But the information that you do want to give people, it's got to be really yeah. clean and clear and simple. Let me give you an example on that and you tell me if you think it's accurate or not. So, so you go to a website and they do group classes and they've got a page describing every group class they do and what the curriculum is and what you're going to do. And it's like, you're all over the place. Yeah. That for me is very ineffective. It's better to have one page that has good copy that speaks to the client about what problems you can resolve through group training. Click here to sign up. And then on the sign up page, if there isn't a class that you find that's appropriate, fill out this form and we'll get back to you ASAP. Because we experience with clients, most clients don't know what they need. Exactly they, don't, right. they don't know that my dog's going into Teen Dog 101 yeah. versus Teen Dog 104, 5, 6, 7, 8, Puppy, Adult, CGC. And when they see all that, they sort of go, oh my God. I know, but right? Rather than we do group training, this is how we can help you see what we've got open, sign up today or fill out this form and we'll get straight back to you. Yeah, that is far easier, in my opinion. Is that accurate? It, yeah, totally. Because the thing that we're finding as well is that obviously as dog trainers, you've got huge amounts of knowledge. So there's two parts to this. There is the part where you call things really funny names like uh, dog sniffari or something like that. Yeah. No, people are just looking for a dog walk or yeah. they're looking for daycare. Yeah. Don't call it puppy nanny services. It's doggy yeah. daycare. Yeah. It's really bad for SEO when yeah. you misname these services. See, that, all... goes, that goes back to what I said earlier because nobody's searching on dog sniffari. No, you're not searching no. on it. Exactly. So you're confusing Google and you're confusing your clients if you're mm. calling product, uh, services silly names. Um, the other thing is that when you talk about your services, you might know it, the dog is reactive, but your clients will be using language like barking, aggressive, biting. Right. Yeah. So you've got to think about the language yeah. that they use because that's the language that they're going to be using right. in Google to search for you. And then third point, which mm. from what you've just said, Nikki, we, you're, ex, you you guys, you dog trainers, you're expecting people to, to choose a service. They they can't choose. They don't know what they want. Right. They have no they've idea. They have no idea. Yeah. So that's what they're coming to you for, right? Yeah. So listing out all this stuff, it's it's they're already overwhelmed. They're stressed. They're overwhelmed. They're panicked. They're like, oh my God, my dog is doing X. I just need help yeah. now. Yeah. And by presenting them with all of this stuff, you're kind of just yeah. making the, the situation much worse, yeah. you know? Yeah. So I, yeah. Have a I have a beautiful example of that. Mm -hmm. I don't do very much dog training anymore. I'm, I'm going through some puppy classes right now with my girlfriend in the UK. Um, she's going to puppy classes, but I'm helping her. And we had a training facility that we sold two years ago at the beginning of COVID. And we had two pieces of property, our house and the facility, and we sold them to different people. 
And when we left the training facility, the woman that bought it is a maths professor who does virtual train virtual classes through a university. And when she saw my schoolroom, she was like, oh my God. And she said, she said, she told me, my, I said to my husband, I want this property, you got to buy it. Because it's a 2000 square foot schoolroom. It's got all the audio visual stuff set up. We told them they could have everything, the overhead projector, the chairs, the tables, we left everything for them. Everything, including the coffee cups. That's an important factor. Two weeks ago, some friends of theirs adopted two Aussie sh puppies. Aussie yeah. Shepherds. And after a week, they realized that it was the biggest mistake they'd ever made. Two puppies. So they gave one of these puppies to their friends who bought our old property. Okay. She's never had a dog before. They've got two children, two and six. And she said, I spent a week on the internet looking for a dog trainer. And every website I landed on, I just couldn't figure out what I was even looking for. Mm -hmm. I had no idea. She said, and I became so overwhelmed that one night my husband, her husband is a officer at one of the big air force bases in Tampa and the other reason why they like the property is because it's on a lake and he now has a seaplane so he gets in his seaplane every day oh. and, flies to, and he flies to work how cool is that wow <laughs> hashtag living the dream yeah so <laughs> I got an email out of the blue and it said hi Mickey my name is you don't know me but we bought your property and I need help with my puppy and I, so I emailed back and said, I'd love, I'll call you, give me your number, I'll call you. So I, because I wanted to get the scoop on what they're doing with it and how they're using it. Yeah. So she's explaining to me all the problems she was having on all these different websites she went to. And I'm sort of thinking, oh my God, this is so typical. And then she said to me, she said, so my husband got home from work and I went to meet him at the lake and I was walking up from the lake, drinking my coffee with the girls. And I was telling my husband what a hard time I was having. And he said to her, look at the coffee cup you're drinking out of. And she looked at it and it was Dogsmith on one side and Dognostics on the other. It's one of the branded cups that we used to have. Yeah. So she went to Dogsmith website, found my email and emailed me. And when I was talking to her, she goes, Nikki, she goes, I have no idea what I'm looking for here. Where do I start? All she wanted to do was talk to somebody. And she said, all the websites I've been to, I can't even figure out whether they're even able to help me, whether they even offer what I need, because I don't know. Yeah. And they are all just so overcrowded with services and group listings and pages. Yeah. I spent five minutes on the phone with her and got her signed up for a, a, puppy, a puppy class of somebody I know in Tampa. Yeah. And it goes back to the point, I see so many dog trainers, and you can tell me your opinion on this, who say, I don't answer my phone, I won't talk to people that are just shopping. And I think that is such a mistake. Because if they're calling you, they are already a prospect. They have a problem, they're looking for a solution. You're not expected to give away free information, but by picking up the phone and spending two or three minutes, you can get a client signed up for lessons. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, so the moral of that story for me was, is number one, websites are too complicated for people. They don't know what they don't know. Therefore, they don't know what to ask for. And we have got to make it easier in how we describe, list and sell our services. Yeah, a hundred percent. And this is exactly what we're doing with people yeah. as well. And it's, it's, it's really funny because you can kind of see them the, the actual client, the dog trainer, breathe a yeah. sigh of relief as well. Yeah. I mean, why on earth would you offer on a dog training page a two-week, a four-week, a six-week, and an eight-week program? How on earth are they going to know what to book? Right. I don't know if they need two weeks yeah. or eight weeks. Like, yeah. it, it's just absolutely crazy. Yeah. You know, too, I, much, too much choice can be paralyzing for people. It totally is. It really, really is. Absolutely. And yeah. I think, look, if you don't want to answer your phone... I, you run your business how you want yeah. to, but I yeah. agree with you. I think yeah. what you've, 
what you do is you you keep it to a, a quick call no one's expecting you to solve well some people might but you mm. you know that's what you have to get good at you have to get yeah. good at doing those 20 I don't I offer a free 20 minute call that's what um, we do free consultation because because you're going to do it anyway you're going to talk to a customer anyway so give it as a free benefit yeah um and obviously you know with I've yeah. got some I've got some guides on my website of how much a website costs but yeah. obviously people want to check that of course they do it's a big investment of course we're going to yeah. have a chat so that you can yeah. go away and decide and I always say to people I'm you know I'm just here come back mm-hmm. to me after two weeks two months two years one client came back to me after four years right I'm yeah. ready I'm like cool okay let's yeah. go you know yeah. so yeah I think yeah. I think really it's such a huge thing at the moment make things really nice and easy and simple for people let me ask you something else as well because I actually feel quite strongly about this and some of my um colleagues don't on my website or on the websites that I manage for other people some Mm. of them do board and trains and some don't and and sometimes they'll say well can you take that off and I say well okay let's think this through because if a client is looking for board and training they may not have a dog that is even suitable for board and train they're just, they're looking for it because they've seen a doggy boot camp style advert, you know, for $3,000 will solve all your problems. And they go, okay, that's, that's the way I need to go. If you don't have that, if you don't have anything about that on your website and somebody goes and they're specifically looking for board and train and they don't find it, they're moving on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you have something about, call us today about suitability. I found in my experience that 99% of the people that call about suitability, I can sell into day training, group training, or private training because their dog isn't even suitable for board and train because maybe it's Mm -hmm. a reactivity issue or some other Mm -hmm. issue. And the client said to me, oh, do you do board and trainer? And I said, well, I do do them sometimes for the right dog in the right situation. But for for a lot of dogs, there there are far better options. And they told me historically that if we didn't have it on the website, they wouldn't have even gone any further. So I think as well, we have to be careful on websites that we don't sort of say we don't do, because first of all, there's always a maybe you might. And secondly, you've got to go back to thinking about what a client's looking for and searching on. It doesn't mean it's right for them. It just means that's what they're searching on. And if you don't have a tie in, they're not coming to you. So they're either going to end up with somebody that pops a shock collar on their dog for two weeks or a dog that ends up in group training or private training with somebody else because they take the time to tell the client your dog actually isn't a good candidate for board and train. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? I think so. I think it's really important to remember in the nicest possible way that you're the expert. Right. And okay to tell people, like these people are looking for advice. You Mm -hmm. don't have to offer everything to everybody. Right. So I think you're absolutely right. If they've come for one service and you as the expert are thinking, oh, that's not right for them really. They, oh, they booked, they're asking me about a two week, but actually they they really need a four week. Tell them that. Yeah. They're looking for advice. You're not, you're not selling just for the sake of it. You're not giving them something that they don't need. Right. But they need help choosing. And it's, I think this is something that we learn to do over time as well. It's difficult at first, isn't it? When we're we're first doing this, because it's about stepping into that role of who we are and our our expertise. And, you know, that takes a while, you know, to, 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 feel like we've fully put the jacket on and everything but it's okay to to be honest with people and go and and that's why scripts are important isn't it because if you're not if you can't just sort of roll it off the tongue because you haven't done it long enough you're not experienced you can sort of look at the post-it note and go okay well thank you for calling me 
can I ask you, you know, how old is the dog? Where do you live? Little qualifiers and then how can I help you, right? And you can sort of guide that call or that conversation without, and then you can be honest with somebody and you can talk to what is best for them in their circumstances. So yeah. Yeah, very much is. so. And I yeah. think I always talk to my clients about how do you want to work? Like, okay, we can have, we can have direct booking on there for puppy classes. You're pretty much not going to turn a puppy away for a class. Right. So, okay, we'll let them book and pay for that. But your one-to-ones, or for example, definitely the board and train, you, yeah. you're not going to want to take pay. Oh, no, I need to speak to them first. Brilliant. Okay, so how can we do that? Should we, should yeah. we embed Calendly? Yeah. Would you like a call? Would you like them to email you? How would you? And it's for me, it's very much a process of working out what's your working practice mm-hmm. as a dog trainer? Because you're all different, and that's absolutely fine. Yeah. And also, if we try one thing and it doesn't really work for you, come back to me. We'll try something else. We'll take that off. We'll put that on. We'll do that. We'll change the text a bit. But it's okay to have a service on there that explains about it, but says you contact me for details and it's not for everybody. That's okay. Yeah, absolutely. And and, and if that person is looking for board and training, they're adamant they don't want to do anything else. And at least you can refer them out to one of your network who does that. Yeah, if they're really super fixed on it and you yeah. really don't think it's right, then have the confidence to say, no, yeah. we're not a good fit. I don't think we're a good fit this time, but I can recommend you yeah. to XXX. That is totally cool. Absolutely. You cannot help everybody. It's okay. It really, really is yeah. okay. And I think, you know, when you're starting out, it's difficult to give yourself permission to do yeah. that. Yeah. So yeah. I'm giving you permission now. It's okay. Yeah. You don't have to do yeah. it. Oh, when I spoke to that woman yesterday about the Aussie puppy, I have an Aussie. I've had Aussies for years. And immediately I'm thinking, oh, my God, I'm having this client. I'm going to drive down. Then I'm thinking, Mickey, be realistic. You're not going to drive an hour and a half to go to a puppy class. No, you're not. You're going to refer it out to a friend of yours. It's a really competent trainer. And you're going to let them deal with it. Who's eight miles away from the client. There you yeah. go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, you know, as you grow, yeah. as we grow, we all have a referral network, don't we? I, I do yeah. the same. You know, I'm not a good fit for everybody. I run my business in a particular way. I've got my packages and Wolf Club and this, that and the other. It's not for everybody. And that's absolutely fine. It's no problem yeah. at all. It's, it's very empowering when you can actually say to yourself and, and with comfort that I can't be everything to everybody. I know who I am. I know what I'm confident doing. And I know the kind of clients I want to work with. And yeah. they're the people I'm going to work with. I'm going to protect myself emotionally. I'm going to protect the integrity of my business. And if yeah. somebody doesn't fit into that, then I'm going to be really happy to help them find somebody else that can work with them. And when you reach that point in your business, it's very, very liberating. It is, yeah, yeah. for sure. 100%. When you can say, no, I'm sorry, it's not. We had a client once. We, we have a few other businesses. We actually have a a mail order type business and this gentleman ordered a bunch of stuff and got really difficult and blah 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 and um my husband said to me said you know what he said here's what I'm going to do he said I'm 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 going to I'm going to turn the shipment back around so it doesn't get to you and um and I'll give you a refund and the guy goes well no I want them and he said no I, I don't think it's a really good fit I think you're probably better off going here to buy them and he, and he got quite adamant and, and and my husband said to me I said there's nothing nicer than telling somebody who was really really rude I I don't think we want to do business with you I don't think this is going to be a good fit as long as you're polite and you're professional oh yeah 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 it. you can't be yeah. horrible to yeah. to anybody yeah. but you can't you, you don't have to work with difficult, rude people. Is you don't, you no. don't have to work with them. No, absolutely yeah. not. Uh, and I think you can't help everybody and you can't work with everybody. Right. So working out who you do want to work with yeah. and then and then being okay with that is, yeah. is really, really good. Yeah. And um, it's okay to be paid for working as well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Hello. It really, it really, yeah. really is. It's okay yeah. to be paid... Yeah. 
to to work as yeah. well you know yeah that's the other one which, you know once you get yeah. okay with yeah. that yeah. yeah you know what Rosie I can't believe it it's 110 we've been here for a, over an hour <laughs> I, the time has gone so quickly I felt like I was chatting to an old friend we should have oh. had, had a glass of wine or something that would have sort yeah, of made it all yeah. <laughs> she's looking around have you got a glass of wine next to you next time next time <laughs> <laughs> So listen, thank you so much for joining us. Before we go, before we go, just tell everybody how they can find you, um, whether it's Facebook, email, website, if anyone's interested in working with you or chatting to you about websites or lead generation. Sure how thing. Can, how so, they find you? My website is Woof Design, which is wufdesign.co.uk. And uh, I'm on Facebook as Rosie Robinson and Woof Design again, WUF Design. And I hang out generally on Facebook. I'm not on Insta anymore. That was a recent decision, uh, which was really nice to let that go. Yeah. So I'm I'm hanging out on Facebook and you can come and I'm fairly open. I accept friend requests. Come and message me. That's no problem at all. Yeah. Okay. Lovely. And I, I, I'd love to talk to you about doing some webinars and I'd love to have you back on as well in the future and to, do, and to chat some more. So, yeah. I'd be Lovely. happy to. Generally, you know, when I, uh, it's good to split things up into different topics yeah. because yeah. I think websites, SEO, email marketing, blogging, it's all huge, huge topics. Yeah. So it's lovely sometimes to choose one thing and deep dive into yeah. it, you know? Yeah. yeah. That's lovely. where that, that's where you can really yeah. get some information across and the magic happens, I think. Absolutely. Where the magic happens. Love it. Okay. <laughs> lovely. Well, thank you for joining me. I really have enjoyed it and I'll definitely be reaching yeah, me out too. to get you back. Okay. Yeah. Hopefully some, hopefully some of our members will, will reach out to you yeah always happy to yeah. chat no problem at all all right lovely thank you take care bye bye animal training academy is an online membership learning platform for training and behavior enthusiasts as well as having a premium paid membership ATA has been creating and releasing free content since 2014. One of its most popular contributions has and continues to be the Animal Training Academy podcast show with over 160 episodes. Also on offer is free courses, blog posts, and more, all accessible now at www.atamember.com.